All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, January the 13th, 2021, and we got a fair amount of news to report on. I tried to uh, cover as many stories as possible regarding everything going on around the world because, I mean, with, with what's going on with Trump and all that, I mean, that pretty much seems to be the talk of the world, but there are some things out there that are still significant, so let's get into it. And as always, by the way, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. So first off, Pence wrote a letter to Nancy Pelosi saying that he refused to invoke the uh, the 25th Amendment. Look, I knew he was going to stay out of it. I had a feeling. I don't want to sit back and say, well, I, I knew it, I knew it. But I had a gut feeling deep down, and I'm sure many of you did too, that he wasn't going to do anything. However, on the other hand, allegedly Mitch McConnell is totally okay with Trump being impeached. And GOP sources early this morning were pretty much saying that if McConnell's okay with it, it's pretty much a go, like it's going to happen. And even if a handful of Republicans go against it, the problem is, is that it's still not enough to overturn it. So we'll see what happens. And the whole thing is like, well, Trump's going to have problems even after he leaves office. Again, guys, it's how we look at it. And I don't need to tell you guys this over and over. For those who've been watching in the mornings, you'll know. But it's how we perceive it. I mean, the media is so powerful that they can take this whole thing that's going on with the Capitol riot and Trump right now and all that, and they can literally flip it and make it something good if they wanted to, but that's not what they want to do. And I'm not saying it should be covered in a less, I guess we could say, implicitive way. But the whole point here is to point out both sides, which the media outlets are not doing right now because they're saying, you know, if you point out both sides, then you're going to get in trouble. And it's gotten to the point where Cumulus, the company Cumulus, uh, which is responsible for radio uh, talk show platforms like Ben Shapiro, Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, has sent a letter out to all of their talk show personalities saying, listen, if you continue to push this whole thing that the election was fake, you will be fired immediately. And I would imagine, I don't know how exactly how that works in terms of how they make their money whether it's more from sponsorships or from cumulus the the company they technically work for i don't know how that works but i would dare to say that they're not going to uh talk about it anymore the only one that is exempt from all of this is rush limbaugh ironically and i think i know why and this goes to show and uh, what what power an idea has and it goes to show the support of people like myself and yourself and it shows that he brings in so much money for them that they didn't even say anything to him. I mean, that's pretty much saying keep doing what you're doing because you're just making so much goddamn money, it doesn't matter, right? And I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just trying to report it right down the middle. So that's what seems to be occurring. And if I'm wrong, I hope that I'll be corrected by you guys or whatever, right? The next thing is that there's a picture that just came out of National Guard troops sleeping on the floors of the Capitol that was just released. Literally, guys, I, I've seen it. It looks like, unless it's staged, it's a, a staged picture, which is always possible, especially in the Capitol, where all you have are the media people who know how to play along and the politicians who are the masters of being a puppet. Unless that photo was staged, I mean, look, we got we to gotta question all of it. We really do. I mean, people expect right away, okay, it's a photo, it's authentic, it's real, you know, it's on CNN, MSNBC, all that, so it's got to be real. We got to question everything. It could be staged. I mean, the National Guard is there, but it could be staged saying, listen, lie on the floor to make it seem like you're sleeping here and this and that. And again, if it's real, because I want to cover both sides, I don't mean any disrespect to those serving in the National Guard. So let's carry on. The next thing is that the CIA uh, released 
a uh, millions of UFO reports and documents under the Freedom of Information Act from a gentleman. I forgot his name, but even if I remembered it, I wouldn't say it because uh, I don't think he'd want me to use his name. I'm not sure. But long story short, he uh, he. I think he was in court with the CIA for like just over 10 years or 11 years trying to declassify millions of UFO documents. So it's on a website called theblackvault.com. No caps, no spaces, nothing. So if you want to check it out, by all means. Uh, Michigan's former governor, this is big, is not the current one, not Gretchen Whitmer, the one before her, is facing charges for exposing residents to a dangerous level of lead back in 2014. So the Michigan thing barely gets covered, but because, you know, it's Trump, orange man equals bad, right? And I'm not saying this to defend Trump. I'm saying this because right now it seems to me at least, and I could be wrong, but it seems to me the narrative is very far left. And I don't like that, nor do I like when it's very far right. The narrative will never be down the, se- the center. That's what I'm hoping for it to be from the mainstream media, but I should, I should stop hoping. Maybe I'm a bit too optimistic. That's part of the reason why uh, we actually I decided to start doing the, uh, the morning show with you guys. The next thing is that Liz Cheney is actually, no, I want to say one last thing about the whole governor in Michigan there that it's, it's ironic that, I mean, look, are they going to get charged? Yes. It's nice to see that the law applies to both sides, both parties, but ironic that the media doesn't cover it the same way they're covering the Trump thing, because even though the Trump thing and the Capitol riot did just happen last week, yes, granted, I will give it that Trump gets more clicks. You say the word Trump for that four letter uh that four letter name it's gonna get clicks it's gonna get views that's all that matters to them right so anyways the media is saying that you know trump's fault for inciting the riot but it's the media if the if it's so bad as the media says the media has been responsible for caking trump on for the last five years then if that's how they want to if they want to play it like that they got to be consistent with their outrage I've said this before, and I think you guys agree. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about being consistent. If you don't like him or if you're trying to push a narrative that's against him, that's fine. But be consistent. So all those rallies that CNN filmed, technically that helped enable his diehard supporters, right? Because they were broadcasting Trump's message. They were giving him a voice. And then all of a sudden when something happens that we don't even know for sure if it was Trump's people, the the media says, oh, look at what Trump's incited. The media is just as guilty as Trump and they know it. But of course, being the ones that report things to you guys, they're not going to say, oh, breaking news, we're responsible, you know? Anyways, sorry for dragging on about that. The next thing is that Liz Cheney is voting for impeachment. There was rumors that she was not going to, but then it turned out that she actually is and made a statement saying that she is. And I will play devil's advocate and cover both sides, even if it's Republican. Ironic coming from someone whose father is a war criminal. Dick Cheney, right? I mean, let's face it, the, the whole Iraq thing, that was pretty much all him. If you watch the, the movie uh, Vice or if you watch The Loudest Voice on uh, Showtime, it's pretty much him. Now, I'm not saying it's because I watched those movies that I believe to be the case. I've done my own research and we can debate as to whether or not Dick Cheney was good or bad or if he was just ruthless and, you know, he did what he had to do. That's debatable. And I'm not saying that I'm right or I'm not saying that I'm wrong. But ironically, Liz Cheney, the third uh, most influential and powerful up-and-comer in the Republican Party, uh, in the GOP itself, is saying this. Now, okay, fine. You know what? At the end of the day, we can't keep hanging over her head. Look, your father's a war criminal or this or that. We can't uh, because she's a different person. She's been known to stick by her father very closely. But, uh, you know, again, you, you get what I mean, right? We got to give everyone an equal chance. And I'm not trying to sound cheesy, but there you go. The next thing is that 
Antifa forced a Portland bookstore to close over a certain book that they that was being published that they Antifa deemed to be too offensive. What the hell is that? I don't care if it was the Proud Boys or if it was Antifa or BLM or even the KKK. I don't care. Why? Like, I, I don't understand. Using violence to threaten a bookstore to close down either permanently or even temporarily because of a new book that they're publishing or a new book that's been published that they're going to be promoting in their stores. I don't care what group it is. I don't care if it's, uh, you guys know what I mean. So I don't understand. Like it does, th that's just ridiculous. Any type of threat of violence, someone's got a bookstore. They're trying to do business. Just leave them alone. You know, I don't care if it's talking about, uh, if it's a book saying Trump is bad or if it's a book saying Trump is good or anything, or maybe even not even about Trump. Similar to the whole Jordan Peterson like pushback with all the publishers in, uh, wanting to uh, signing a petition saying they're going to not work for Random House Publishing if Jordan Peterson's new book got published. Like, it's ridiculous. Just, if you don't want to publish something, start your own publishing company and then you can deny books that come your way. That I mean, that's how I see it. If not, let people make their money. Let people make their living. It's starting to, to tick me off a little bit, you know. The next thing is that a PBS council advisor said, says that Trump supporters, kids, should be taken and put into re-education camps. So pretty much the children of the people who support Trump should be taken into re-education camps. That can, that's a bold statement. That's dangerous. That can go both ways. That can be taken as a very positive thing, which I doubt many people will view it as that. Others can take it as a very negative thing. Look, that's bad. I, I don't like what bothers me is that you don't show you don't fight fire with fire all the time. There's times to do that and times not to do that. It's called strategy. And for some reason, the media doesn't report that. Right. I bet you this guy hasn't been banned off of Twitter. Speaking of which, I do want to I did have it written down, but I do want to bring it up uh, right now. Twitter issued a statement. Twitter's official account made a tweet. <laughs> Twitter tweeted <laughs> kind of funny that. Um, saying that because Uganda blocked WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram from being allowed during the Uganda election because of what they've seen going on here, Twitter voiced their concerns saying, oh, this is terrible. Even the CEO, Jack Dorsey, said, we stand for free speech. This is terrible. Oh, so you stand for free speech. I mean, because in theory, and I'm not encouraging it, but it is the law, I'm making a legal argument just so YouTube doesn't take this video down. Hate, but also I'm saying it because I actually mean it, but hate speech is covered under free speech in America in the United States Constitution. That is not to say I encourage hate speech, not one bit. I mean, just from this show alone, I don't like between uh, all the positive comments, I get very bad ones too, like death threats, right? So I don't encourage that whatsoever. However, it's ironic that Twitter is now that Twitter censored, they're bitching and moaning. Meanwhile, when they censor their users, that actually make Twitter the money that it makes. Too bad. That's what Twitter says. So the hypocrisy is ridiculous and it's so ironic. The next thing is that the Joint Chiefs of Staff issued a military-wide memo saying Biden will be the 46th president. Look, they they can do what they want if the Joint Chiefs of Staff agreed on it. I got nothing against it. I really don't. So at the end of the day, um, they say they don't want to get involved in politics. They issued that one memo out and that's it. We can't, we got to pick our fights here, guys. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that we should pick a fight with whoever goes against Trump. I'm just saying, like, metaphorically, we got to pick and choose our battles carefully. You know, mine our P's, cross our T, 
cues or whatever that figure of speech is. The next thing is that Trump spoke in Alamo, Texas yesterday, but the media didn't cover it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. First time the media, I think, has never left or right or center, allegedly, has never covered Trump in a speech. I guess they really are done with him. But still, again, like I said, you don't necessarily need to film him. You just got to have his name on the screen and it gets the views and the clicks. The next thing is that Israel carried out air raids in Syria, killing 40 people. More than 18 attacks were launched by Israel near the Syrian-Iraq border yesterday or late last night. I don't know what all that's about. I mean, Israel's always, they got to have their guard up to defend themselves. And I don't want to jump to defending Israel if this is something that they initiated. So again, I'm just reporting it for you guys. If you want to look into it more than by all means. The next thing is that rebels launched attacks on Central African Republic's capital. Again, I'm not going to sit here and claim I know these things, know in detail these things when I really don't. I don't know what's going on in Africa. I don't know what's going on with the respective political parties. If anyone knows, feel free to comment. But that's all I'm reading. That's what I got from uh, Al Jazeera. So the next thing is that Alexei Navalny, the guy who survived that poisoning, said he's going to be back uh, to Russia on Sunday. Okay, we'll see what happens. I mean, I would dare to say that Putin will have him poisoned again or they might try another method. I guess his whole thing is that his whole message to the people is to show strength. And at the same time, to show that, listen, if I get poisoned and I do die, you know who did it kind of thing. So it's interesting to see what type of, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, whether you like Putin or not, you got to admit he gets things done ruthlessly, but he gets things done. And I'm not trying to take away from the ruthless part, but excuse me, when you look at that, we now have to beg the question, does Putin really care? Does Putin really care about his public image in Russia or does he have so much control that he's just going to have Navalny poisoned again, but this time make sure that it's 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 done for good. However, there is evidence to suggest it was never even Russia that poisoned him from the beginning that it was not even the CIA, but it was the Mossad. Hard to say that evidence is not substantiated on a public level and probably never will be, right? I mean, I don't see why the CIA would do it because technically he's pro-Western, so the CIA will back anyone that's pro-Western or pro-democratically influenced, right? The next thing is that Kim Jong-un again reiterated that the last five years in North Korea were the worst of the worst economically. It tells you something when a dictator like that uh, can literally... Admit, yeah, it was a failure. I think he cried a little a couple weeks ago as well, or about a month ago, talking about how their response to the COVID pandemic was a failure as well. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's still starving his people. So I'm not trying to take that. He doesn't get brownie points for just admitting that his economic plan was a failure. But again, like I said a couple days ago, I think on Monday's episode, you don't, or Sundays, how do you starve your people then expect an economic plan to work? People literally have to eat to, they need fuel. It's like putting a gas, putting gas in a car. It's the exact same idea. Anyways, South Korea's uh, unemployment rate hit a, an 11-year high. I mean, look, I'm just bringing this up just so you guys get a grasp of what's going on around the world. But ultimately, a lot of unemployment rates are going up because of, of COVID, right? So again, it's hard, very hard to say. The next thing is that civil rights groups are planning to boycott YouTube if YouTube won't permanently ban Trump. But so far, YouTube has banned Trump for a minimum of one week. Now... This is the problem I have in this saying that you will, you cannot censor or remove ideas. So what this does, and it's fine as a private company, again, the argument is they could do whatever they want, which is fine. But at the same time, what you then do is you drive these people into 
deeper and deeper corners of the internet. So if we take a look at r underscore or slash the Donald from Reddit, that was removed, I think, a year and a half, two years ago, something like that, for being for violating Reddit's community guidelines, being too offensive and and I think in some cases people were inciting violence and I don't agree with that whatsoever by any stretch of the word. However, and I'm not trying to defend that the violence side i'm just saying we have to look at both sides the other side of it is that it turned people to create a website called the donald.win which is essentially a website dedicated to everyone who was on r slash the donald on reddit and they all go there now so what i'm trying to do here is just make my point of you can remove them from twitter from you can even remove uh parlor from the app store but at the end of the day if people really want to, because they, the idea is so strongly ingrained in their mind, and I'm not saying the idea is good, nor is it bad, but at the end of the day, if people really want to discuss and converse, they will find a way, no matter how much you censor. What are they going to do, buy up all of the, the URL websites on the internet, so that no one can create a, a new domain and a new website? Of course they're not. I mean, that would, take, that would monopolize it way too much, even if a bunch of companies bought up different chunks of, of domain names uh, all over the internet. There was still a way around it. You then from there, you then force them to go into the dark web and start using the the Tor browser and everything. So, again, you cannot stop ideas, whether the idea is good or bad or the movement is good or bad. It's not for me to say, but you can't stop it. The next thing is that Boeing is having some serious issues with their 737 uh, jumbo jet and max jet. And it's kind of troubling because most of them were cleared to fly like weeks before they end up being deemed not good after they took off to fly with people on them. So, like, seriously, I, I, I think they got to cut, stop cutting, uh, stop, bleh, sorry, stop cutting Boeing some slack. And they got to really look into that. Not like this Boeing investigated. I'm talking get the federal government to investigate sort of thing. But again, there's, I guess there's bigger fish to fry at the moment, right? So the final thing is that, oh, actually, no, I already, I already covered that. So that's pretty much, <laughs> sorry, guys, that's pretty much it for today's news. And, um, I thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and I hope I can deliver the news and continue to deliver it in the most direct way uh, possible, aside from me actually being in the field reporting things. So thank you so much again for watching or listening, and we will catch you guys later today for the regular episode. If not, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Cheers.